and welcome to TLF Gems, the podcast about customer experience and insight from TLF Research. I'm Stephen Hampshire. And I'm Greg Roche. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the disabled customer experience, picking up on an article that was in the latest edition of Customer Insight magazine. Absolutely, yeah. The really good article. And just to read, which I know we don't usually do, but you know, just to read the first paragraph, you know, we often say that great customer experience is about doing best what matters most, one of the phrases we've used hundreds of, of times in these podcasts. In other words, you need to find out what customers' needs are, then meet them or exceed them. And you know what? It was such an interesting article, Stephen, in terms of the fundamentals, understand needs, meet them, exceed them, but coming from the disabled customer angle. And all the principles were exactly the same, but I think some of the things that you dug out and discovered were absolutely mind-blowing. And some of the numbers and some of the financial things behind it, um, absolutely mind-blowing. How or why did you decide to write the article on the disabled customer experience? The origin of it really was um, last year at Purple Tuesday time. So in, in I think it's the 7th of November is Purple Tuesday. Uh, and I hadn't heard of it before, but, but last year it sort of came, I came to be aware of it. Um, and for those of you who haven't come across it, Purple Tuesday is organised by an organisation called Purple and it's, a day really to sort of focus on the disabled customer experience. So, you know, what are organizations doing to make the disabled customer experience better? They get sponsorship and, and lots of organizations will go along and make a pledge and sort of right. make a bit of a splash around Purple Tuesday. And it, I thought that's a really good idea. And it, and it sort of, I suppose, struck me at the time last year that I, I don't know very much about this. Um, it's something you know, we focus very much on the customer experience. Of course, with clients, we'll, we'll talk about accessibility. We'll talk about perhaps including um, disabled customers in research and, and some challenges with that. But we, it's not really something that we're really focused on. And, I, and it, it struck me at the time that maybe we should think about it a bit more. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, it's important and, and interesting. So what I did was I, I ran a survey on our panel to sort of really just out of interest to see what, you know, how many people define themselves as you know, having some sort of disability. And what, what, you know, what are their experiences like? Who does well? Who, who doesn't do so well? Um, and then I took those stats, the kind of headline summary that I'd produced to, to Purple Tuesday and said, effectively, I think this is interesting. Uh, would you like to work together on something for next year's Purple Tuesday? I the one that's stuck on uh, November 2021. Yeah, it, well, it's really interesting. I, I think immediately one of the things that, that that came out was the amount of people who who would say they have some sort of um, um, disablement um, and I, I I know purple Tuesday you know have it down as 25 percent of the population um, and a bit like you I probably thought there's a real gap here in the knowledge I mean we get into customer demographics we get into customer segments and <laughs> in a big style and I just found this was really really eye-opening mm. what were some of the sort of the key things that that absolutely sort of um came out of the research for you know you know from your point of view yeah well, I think on the first one as you've kind of alluded to is the, the sort of the size of the or, the or the number of people that we're talking about so uh, as you say Purple Tuesday estimate it as somewhere around a sort of a, a fifth or a quarter of the population of the adult population. Our panel suggests it may, it may even be a bit higher. And when you look at the the, the question I, I used on the panel is something along the lines of, are your day-to-day -day activities limited because of a, a long-term health problem or disability, something like that. Okay. And that's a question that I took 
from some research the ONS had done and kind of how to ask about disability. Yeah. And depending how you ask about it, um, the number you get back can be higher or lower. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to get an exact number on, you know, precisely how do we define disability, precisely how do we ask about it in the way that's going to get the most accurate number. But I think what we can say is that it is a sizable minority of of all people and, and therefore of your customers. Um, and, you know, therefore, this is a, a chunk of people with kind of distinct needs that may be or, or may not be being met and who have money that is being spent or not being spent. Uh, and I think the sort of the headline number that came out of the second survey that, that we did with Purple Tuesday was that during the pandemic alone, UK businesses lost or missed out on over 400 million pounds because their websites were not accessible. That's 400 million pounds just because websites were not accessible. Exactly. I think that ought to be a bit of a shock to the system for, for, because when you look into the detail, that as ever the devil is sort of in the detail, but obviously there's a legal duty to have an accessible website that many organisations are in fact breaching. But it, what it suggests to me is that beyond that sort of legal duty of accessibility, there is a, a lot of people are having difficulty with a website, even if it like on paper might work, it, it's, it's not easy and therefore people give up. And it really is seeing the world through the lens of the customer or the demographic with you, you know, within that customer. And, for, you know, some of the solutions just seem so obvious, you know, in terms of having like keyboard only access. So people don't have to use the mouse if they don't want to different sort of fonts some font sizes, the way things are labeled, color contrasts and anyone who, you know, is colorblind or knows someone who's colorblind, you, you know, would understand that affects a lot of things, um, you know, it, you know, in life and, and the solutions seemed really obvious and and it probably made me think it's like going back 40 years ago where someone is saying we'll build it and they will come and the world has just moved so much on from there one of the things i really like about the content on purple tuesday so i'd encourage everyone to go and have a look at their website is that there's no simple answer so like we we could all be better and we'll never be 100 perfectly accessible to everyone because that's effectively impossible so there's a kind of it can feel demoralizing in the sense of like we, we can't we can't be right but i think it should be more of a positive message like you can't be perfect but you could be better and you know we should all be striving constantly to be better and i think you know i'm very conscious um that we are by no means perfect uh, on this so I'm, I'm not setting myself up as someone who can lecture yeah. anyone else yeah um you know i I'm starting to think now, you know, when I produce an infographic, well, where's the accessible version of this? How, how does someone who's blind, for example, get, get at the information that's in this infographic I've produced? Or if we produce an online course, which is video content, well, the course we did last year, the customer journey mapping course, doesn't have captions on it. And that's something we need to do something about. And, and as I say, it can be difficult and we're never going to be perfect, but we could all be better and we should be. And a small amount of betterness could start getting to that. And we were just talking about websites at, at 412 million pounds. Just being a little bit better opens that more and more and more. And, and I think what the article showed to me is, you know, you know the financial rewards are there as well as, as well as the moral, you know, as well as it just being morally absolutely the right thing, um, the right thing to, to do. And some of that, and some of that, and, and I guess the, 
um, online and the websites came out an awful lot because we've been talking a little bit about the pandemic and um, and obviously things about that. But part of the article also covers um, you know people you know um, physical accessibility or you know or, you know or, or obviously and it made me think a little bit about you know people talk about entrances exits things on shelves and it made me think about actually in my lifetime um and I, i'm i'm quite a tall guy how many times in my life have i been asked in supermarkets to get a product down off a shelf for someone else hmm. and i'm talking it will be a, it will be in the hundreds Stephen. it will be in the hundreds and it never slightly dawned on me until i sort of read this article you think i wonder how many sales of products supermarkets have lost by hmm. putting products that you have to be over six foot to put in your basket. It definitely makes you think. And, and I think reading through the comments from, from these surveys was was really fascinating, and as comments always are. Yeah. And and just opens your eyes to, to a world that you're not, you just don't really notice. Um, so, you know, for example, in the last, let's say, 10 years, maybe even a bit longer, supermarkets tend to restock during the day now, don't they? They used to restock at night and now there's always trolleys in the aisles for people, or not trolleys, you know, sort of uh, yeah. wheelie basket things uh, for people to restock the shelves. And that makes navigating aisles really tricky if you're in a, in a wheelchair. And it hadn't really occurred to me. Uh, but I think and the other thing to think about is, is if you make things more easier for people with disabilities, often you're making them easier for everyone else as well, aren't you? So, you know, if yes, I can squeeze around a, you know, a basket full of stock, but it'd be often I can't. Often I can't, Stephen. Yeah. Or if you're wheeling a pram, or yeah, if, absolutely, yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah. So, so it's often. I think if, yeah, for example, if you make text easier to read for people with learning disabilities, well, it's easier to read for everyone else as well. And if you know the fonts are a bit bigger for people who don't see very well, well, it's, they're probably easier to read for for everyone. So, you know, absolutely. And there are times that's not true. Sometimes it, there is a trade-off, but or at least good to offer options but often these are just better designs absolutely and to apps just to balance the seesaw in terms of when we looked at sectors that people thought did the disabled customer experience well and those that didn't actually supermarkets was was one of the ones where people thought well we thought it, they were one of the better sectors mm -hmm. um yeah, the way. to explain where that came from we we asked people to name an organization that they think deals with them really well and supermarkets got the top mention totally free choice yeah. and then we coded that up into sectors so it was it that could have been absolutely anything and yeah supermarkets basically everyone other than you know if, if you ignore the nhs uh which we've got a big mention if you take out the nhs and supermarkets do really really well yeah and really interestingly if you look in the article the hierarchy of sectors that do well is actually very similar to the hierarchy of sectors just in terms of general customer experience and it was just obvious and one of those penny dropping moments that say well yeah the the sectors that understand their customers more able body disabled whatever you know and all the other different demographics those who understand the customers better you know are just at the top of that and the ones who were least mentioned in your article are those sectors which we know generally deliver lower customer satisfaction i think that's right yeah and one of the things i found really interesting was again when you sort of dug into the comments the, the sort of the number one issue you know, what could organizations do better 
accessibility came up, um, you know, as the, as the sort of kind of physical accessibility. So things yeah. like wide rails, ramps, and so on. But beyond that, there was a lot of stuff that was more kind of about emotional intelligence and empathy, understanding people, taking the time to talk to people and understand, you know what their needs are, sort of recognizing invisible disability and yeah. just a bit more patience and kindness at the checkout. You know, and I keep using supermarkets, um, but as you say, that's not by any means because supermarkets are uh, are not doing well. I think they are among the better performing organizations. Yeah. And the whole invisible disability is a really I think it's going to be one of the next growth areas in terms of really sort of understanding, um, understanding that training staff, you know, in that the empathy, the emotional intelligence, the the attitudinal and the behavioural things. But just like you said before, everything you do on that makes all customer experiences better. And I think that's one of the, the you know mm-hmm. the things that come out out of the article. It's really just having that drive and depth to understand your customers yeah. and and really wanting to genuinely understand all your customers that's absolutely right well one thing well, one perspective that i find really interesting when it comes to the disabled customer experience is have you come across this idea of the social model of disability no no enlighten me and i'm by no means an expert on this so um i may garble this slightly but but my as, as i understand it it's basically a way of understanding disability as not a problem that you have, but a problem that's created by the way society deals with an impairment that you might have. Okay. So, so to put it in very simple terms, if you're in a wheelchair, the reason you can't get into the bank isn't because your legs don't work. It's because there isn't a ramp. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of on society. Yeah. It's a decision made by society and the way things are designed that yeah. creates that disability. Um, yeah. So not, not the the sort of impairment but the impact on your life is is caused by society it's coming at it exactly the other way yeah Yeah. and i think that's um it's a really useful lens i think to and it ties in very neatly for me with the sort of lens of the customer idea like you know we as an organization almost have a duty to create a good customer experience and it's our if something goes wrong it's our fault yeah whatever the root cause of it was i think that's quite a useful like i said i think those two things tie together quite nicely yeah, no, yeah, you, you, you've explained that. That makes perfect sense. That does make perfect sense. And, you know, we talk a lot about customer journey mappings, designing the customer experience. And, the, you know, that would totally, you know, that would totally sit in that area as well. One of the things that you did with Purple Tuesday is you, you obviously did an, an interview with, with sort of Mike Adams, who, who, who made some points. And you also got some comments from eBay. How, 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 how did sort of eBay get involved in in, in it with, with Mike at Purple Tuesday? So eBay are one of the sponsors of Purple Tuesday this year, um, and they've been putting a real focus on the on particularly online, obviously, uh, yeah. on the disabled customer experience. Um, so yeah, they, they're able to offer, I suppose, a perspective on again, not to say that they're perfect, but to say that here's what we're trying to do and and why we think it's important. Um, and again, sort of meeting the needs of of all of their customers one of the things that that struck me that was interesting is they're not just talking about sort of punters customers yeah engines they're talking about their you know small businesses who are using ebay as a kind of marketplace so i think their point is that really as a almost as a piece of infrastructure ebay has such a diverse customer base it is you know so many individual customers but also 
you know, small businesses who trade through eBay, yeah. um, effectively using it as a marketplace or recognizing that diversity and catering to it is is a key part of their kind of I suppose what, what they're trying to achieve, but also financially, it makes a lot of sense for them. There was a quote from their chief marketing um, officer, um, Eve Williams, and it was and, and it was just. We know that small changes can make a world of difference. And we have said that hundreds of times on the podcasts. You, you just see to, you absolute total alignment. And why wouldn't you see absolute total alignment? Mm-hmm. You know, understanding customers, let's try and make the customer experience better. And you need to understand how customers see the world, how they feel about the world, and you know, and what are those things that will make their experience better, mm-hmm. that make them more satisfied. Yeah, I think one of the things Purple are really keen to encourage businesses to do is is to kind of challenge themselves on inclusion. So as we as we kind of really every aspect of diversity, talking to customers is a great way to get to understand how they, they see the world. It's also really useful to have people who understand that world because they are disabled. Actually, having people in the boardroom people who are in senior positions within the organization who understand those worlds and can bring that perspective into the business without or at least a complementary to research um, i think is really important as well we would talk a lot about co-creation and you would think people designing websites or or designing shelves what an idea to sort of co-create with with the whole mixture of customer base that's going to be you know, that's going to be using it. That would seem like a really good solution. Again, one of the things that came through in the comments really strongly is effectively talk to us. Don't don't make decisions on our behalf. Come out and talk to us and understand what the world looks like from our point of view and what our needs are. Absolutely. Um, the article, can people find it um, online? They certainly can, yeah. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, it's in the uh, autumn 2021 edition of Customer Insight magazine. Okay. Thanks very much for listening. Um, if you're using iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at TLF Research or at tlfresearch.com. Have a good day, everyone.